Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. The enemy has different strategies for different people. His strategies for non-Christian is different for Christians. His strategies for Christians who are growing the Lord or who are matured is different for non-what? For Christians who are not growing in the Lord, who are not maturing. His strategies for workers, Christians who are workers or servants of the Lord is different. His strategies for pastors are different. You understand? That's why two Christians, one would do something, get away with it. The same Christian will not get away. Because perhaps you, the enemy is not after you. But the other one, the enemy is after what? Him or what? Her. So one of the strong weapons of the enemy is once you resolute in your heart that you obey God, that God's word will be your priority. And you begin to follow it. One of his strong attack is that he will use the same word of God that now you have resolute, that you rely on, you obey. He will use it to attack you. And there are so many ways he used the word of God to attack you. Sometimes he will use it, the way he used it to attack you is to question the word of God. He will cause you to question the word of God like he did with Adam. Did God say you shouldn't eat the fruit? Meanwhile, God told him, do not eat this fruit. So he questioned, you understand. Or sometimes he would twist the word of God to confuse like Jesus. That you tempt God. He said, oh, for it is written, cast yourself and I'll command my angels to what? Lift you. But he said, do not tempt. You see, he tried to twist the word of God. And the other, there are so many ways, but the other way, the, uh, another way is he will begin to tell you that this is the law. This is the law. And you don't need it. It's the law. You don't need it. It's the law. You don't need to obey it. It's the law. It is passed. It's the law. It is passed. The moment you begin to hear such teachings and you are paying attention to it, be careful. Be extreme careful. More like the enemy is coming against you. It's beginning to sow doubt. It's beginning to give you a reason to disobey the word. But it doesn't matter your reason why you disobey your, the word. Disobedient is disobedient. And God cannot progress with you if you are in disobedient to him. It doesn't matter. Check the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Anyone who stopped obeying God, God couldn't progress with him again. You can't leave someone when the person is disobedient to you. You will not even have a good vibe, as they put it. A good heart. It's not possible. You understand? So one of the strong weapons of the enemy is you say the, the law, the law, the law, the law, the law. Amen. The law. 
So we are going to look at the law. Amen. Many people have fallen because they stopped obeying God because they believe the lie of the enemy that the law says don't obey this. And many don't even know what the law is. Many don't know what the law is. Amen. So we are going to look at the law. Today, we will define what the law is. If we are able to define what the law is, and we are able to look at things that are not the law, but whenever they say the law, they consider it as the law, we've done well. That's the target for today. Amen. This teaching is ex- important. If you, are, if you doubt it, if you've not encountered it, as long as you grow in the law, you encounter it. Believe me. Believe me. That, this book, um, Basic Answers Every Christian Must Know, I have it in. Because nine years on the street, seven years on the street, I've had countless people, those who are Christian, those who are not Christian, even those who are witches, they come and they will say, oh, but I know the law say we shouldn't do this. The law say, and you ask them what is the law, they don't know the law. It's in. I'm sure Pastor James find it for me. Mr. James, find it for me. I'm sure it's in. It will be a question about the law. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. So if the reason I mentioned this book, if it's in the book, it means it's an important what? Subject. Amen. So we'll look at the law. Amen. Now, what is the law? What is the law? What is the law? Mr. James, please, have you found it? What is the law? That's the first thing we must look at. I'm just waiting for Mr. James. No, I mean, have you found the question of the law in the book, or you haven't? Any question will be about the law. Okay, give it to Dora. Let Dora check. She understands what I'm saying. Please. Amen. Uh, yeah. So the first question is, what is the law? So I will define it, then we'll look at it in the Bible. Because it's very important you really understand what the law is. So now the word of God, let's, we, we, we do a bit of Bible studies. This one, we call it what? The Holy Bible. Now, the word Bible is coming from the Greek word uh, Biblia, Biblia. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Biblia, which means the books. It means the books. So, the word Bible means the books. So, when we say Holy Bible, it means the holy books. That's why in the Bible, you saw Paul said to Timothy, I think, he said, if you are coming, bring me the books and the parchment. Because first, it was in separate. Matthew is wrapped as one book. Genesis is wrapped as a second book. Deuteronomy is wrapped as a third book. You understand? Corinthians is wrapped as a book. So it was called the Holy Books. When they said the Holy Books... Everybody knew what those books are. Then a time came that they put all these holy books together as we see it. 
as a Bible. So you see, the Bible is made up of many books. So that's why if you open any place, it will tell you the book of... Open anywhere for me, the verse 1. Open, you see, you say the book of... Look, it's okay, please, it's okay. He will say the book of what? Look. I really want you to pay attention. Or you see that the book of Revelation. Please, do you understand it? Does it say so? None of it say the book of... Okay, that was also good. The gospel according to St. Luke, we'll come to that. So it is books that they've put together. So the Bible simply means... Oh, please, you can see that. The Bible simply means the holy books. You understand? So Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Matthew, Mark, 1 Corinthians, Revelation, they are all individual holy books that has been put together as the holy books, Bible, Biblia. Please, you understand? Now, these books is the word of God given to us. Please, you understand? Okay. Now, the word of God, Psalm 119, verse 1 to 8. We are, we are looking at what is the law. The word of God tells us that this book is made up of the word, which is the word of God. It's made up of the commands of God. It's made up of the laws of God. It's made up of the status of God. It's made up of the precepts of God. Meaning, when you take the Bible, if you want to know what God command is on issue, it's in the Bible. Command means fix. He, he doesn't even need to explain it. <clears throat> Precept or principle of, the, of God means principles. Principles are things you live by. Mm. If you don't live with principles, you end up living with emotions or you'll be biased. Mm. You understand? So yeah. God has principles. Amen. And this, 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 this word is the word that governs the heavens. It's the eternal word. And also have the laws of God. You understand? Now, now, the laws, every kingdom has laws. Yes, that's right. Every kingdom or every country has laws. So the kingdom of God also has eight laws. Note the word S. You understand? So the entire Bible contains the laws of God. Genesis, Exodus, Matthew, Mark. Revelation, Corinthians, they all contain the laws of God. They all contain the principle of God. They all contain the standard of God. You understand? So, when we talk about the laws of God or the Bible talk about the laws of God, you find it throughout the entire Bible. Amen. Now, you find it throughout the entire Bible. Now, Moses, it is said, the first five books is called the book of Moses because he wrote them. 
or some was written by what he said. You understand? So those five books is called the Torah, which means, means the law. It's not the law of God. The Torah means the law. The word Torah means the law. But the Torah does not contain only the law of God. The Torah contains the commands of God. Where do we find uh, this script, uh, 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 the Ten Commandments? Exodus. Commandment, isn't it? Aha. Uh-huh. So the Torah, the word Torah means the law. But it doesn't mean the entire book is the law. But the Torah com- contains also the laws of God. But it also contains the commands of God. It contains the precept of God. It contains the status of God. Please, you understand. So when we, I'm saying this because we want to understand the law. So all I'm trying to say now is right from Genesis to Revelation contains the laws of God. Exodus is not the law. Genesis is not the law. Leviticus is not the law. Uh, Numbers is not the law. Left with one, isn't it? Deuteronomy is not the law. But it contains the laws. But this five is called the law. But it doesn't mean it is the law. The first five books is called the law. The Bible, the books has been divided. Then we have the Chronicles. Which is first Samuel first, and we have the prophets. The prophet is like book, like book of Jeremiah, Isaiah. We call it, and we have the gospels, which is what Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Then we have what the act, the epistles or the letters, which is what Corinthians, Matthew, Israel. So those things, note, note, it is we. It it, it is. Okay, no, it's not us, but those things has been grouped. It's all is terminology. Please, do, do we understand? So the fact that the fact that the gospel, the fair Matthew Mark Luke is called the gospel, does not mean that it is the only gospel. In fact, the Bible called the entire Bible the gospel. Do you get it? It is for us just to know that this four was written about Christ Himself. We say the prophet for us to know that this once was written by the prophet of God. We say the book of Moses or the Lord to know that Moses is the one that wrote this. We say the epistle or the letters to know that this was written as a letter, an epistle to the church of God. But it doesn't mean the others are not epistles. Please understand. So the fact that the first five book is called the law does not make it the law. It will contain laws of God, yes. But it also contains the commands. That's why I use the Ten Commandments. It also contains the standard of God. So basically the point I'm making now is that the entire Bible, the entire Bible is not the law. The entire Bible contains the laws of God. Because we want to look at the law. So what is the law? When we talk about the law, it's not the first five books of Moses. But it is the law of God. The law of the kingdom of God. 
Please, do you understand? Okay, read it for me. We must understand this. Believe me. Amen. Uh-huh. Psalm 119 verse 9. Verse 1, 1 to 8. 1 to 8. You know, it's my favorite scriptures. Yeah. The, <laughs> because the reason is, is the longest Amen. chapter in the Bible. Yeah. And the longest chapter in the Bible, guess what it talks about? The word of God. Amen. It talks about the Bible. So that should tell you how important the Bible is. Amen. Uh-huh. Psalm 119 verse mm. 1 to 8. Mm-hmm. Blessed are those who, whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of, law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statues and seek, with him with, and seek him with all their heart. They do no wrong but follow his ways. You have laid down precepts that, to be, that are to be fully obeyed. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Then I would not be put to shame when I consider all your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws, and I will, I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me. Amen. Amen. So the Psalm 119, verse 1 to 8 that we read, was talking about the word of God. But guess what? He began to talk about the different aspect of the word of God. Amen. So if you read it again, you see that it says, Blessed are the what? On the fire in the way who okay. walk in the law of God. Okay. So you see that talking about the word of God, he called the word of God law because the word of God has what? Law. Amen. Then he went on to say, Blessed are they that keep his testimony. Testimony is the word of God. So the word of God has testimony of God. Testimony, law is fixed. Testimony is what God did. It's not a command. It's not a law. You learn from it. So one of the law is, one of the law is, um, one of the law of God is, uh, one of the, what is one of the law of God? Holy Spirit, help so, uh, uh, one of the law of God is no lie. one should no one um, should sacrifice any animal that is blind, like sick, to the law, to God. You understand? So that is a law. You understand? You don't sacrifice any animal that. Okay, no, that's not. You let me look for a good example. Okay. Uh, Okay, you let's read it. Uh, the Holy Spirit will help me. We'll come to that. Amen. So you see that he was mentioning the word of God. So he said, the first one, he said the law. And the second one, he said what? The, the testimony. testimony. You understand? Then he went on to say, thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts. Precept. So then he mentioned the word of God that the word of God is not only a law. It's not only a testimony. It's also a, a precept. precept. Yeah. Then he went on to mention come that, on. oh, um, that um, oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy status. So now he called the word of God status. You understand? Then he went on. Please, you understand? Bear with me. Then he went on to say that then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. Commandment. So he called the word of God what? Commandments. Amen. Then he went on to say that uh, when I shall when I shall have learned the righteous what judgment. judgment. So he went on to call the word of God what judgment. judgment. And finally, he called the word of God what 
statutes and the law. So David was saying that the word of God has commandment, has law, or it's a commandment. It has commandment, it has law. It also has what? Testimonies. Testimony. It also has precepts. Yes. Precept is the same as what? Standard. Yes. It also has what? Degree. It's the same as status. Uh, no, precept, sorry. It's the same as principle. It also has what? Statues. Status. Amen. So what is the difference? Laws are fixed. Mm-hmm. Every country, laws are set and the law that's the work. If you walk with the law and in the law, you will be at peace. Yeah. You will flourish yeah. in the country. Yeah. If you don't work in the law, with the law of the country, you will have trouble. Yeah. So if you want to find the laws of God, the Psalm 119 said the word of God is what? A law. Isn't it? Yeah. The yeah. first thing we read and the last thing. Yes, who walk in the law of The laws law. of God. Yeah. So not the word as there. It has many laws. Then he went on to say, they are not only what? Laws, but they are also what? Testimony. Isn't it what it says? Yes. Amen. They are also what? Testimonies. Amen. So what is a law? A law is a fixed thing that they made. For example, honor thy mother and thy father that it may go well with you. Other Other scriptures say, for this is the first command with what? A promise. promise. You understand? So that scripture is a command. It's a command. You understand? We've been commanded yes. to honor our mother and our father. You don't have a choice. You are to honor. It's a command. It's a command. You understand? Now what is the testimony? Testimony is what God has done. I saw God in the Bible divided the Red Sea for Israel to pass. He made a way where there's no way. So that's a testimony. Through that, I can learn and realize that God is able to make a way when I don't see a way out. It is his testimony. What he's done, we are testifying for. So if you want to have know the testimony of God, it's in the word. But the testimony of God is not a command. God dividing the rest, is he a command? Moses stretching, how did God divide? We saw Moses stretching his hand and he divided. It's not a command. That's why today we don't do that. But it shows us what God has done. But the command is meant to be what? Done. What is the law? The law of the God, uh, one of the law of God is I want to find a new... I don't know why the law is not come, but then don't worry, it will come. Amen. Then went on to say precept. So precepts are principle of God, which is not a command. No. So one of the principles of God is whatever a man soweth, he shall reap. It's a principle. It doesn't matter whether you're a woman, a man, rich or poor, uh, believer or not, whatever you sow, you will reap. You see, that is not a command. Command is telling you Put it to you. No, but principle is up to you. You understand? So that also tell you the principle that God operates within. You understand? Status is what? The standard of God. The standard of God. So yes, I get a law now. Thank you, Lisbon. So one of the law is do not come before the Lord empty-handed. You understand? So that is what? 
alone. You don't go before him because you have to bring your sacrifice, your offering. Amen. And what is the standard? He does not just like the giving. If you bring the offering, the sheep and his eyes is not good. He said no. He rejected it. So you see, it's not just the law is don't come empty and they bring sacrifice. But there's a standard to the sacrifice. That's his status. So you cannot bring a sheep that is sick. It's in the Bible. Even though you've brought it, you gain nothing. Because you didn't meet the standard. Like giving offering. You are to give offering. But what's the standard? He loved a cheerful giver. So if you bring and you are not cheerful, it did not meet the standard. Like prayer. Prayer. What is the command? Pray without ceasing. It's a command. But what is the standard of prayer? The fervent prayers of the righteous are villeth man. The standard of prayer must be fervent. And what is the law regarding prayer? Ask and it shall be given. Whoever asks, receives. So no, it's not a command. It's a law. Ask. The law is ask and you shall receive. So if you don't ask, you will not receive. And what is the command? Pray without ceasing. And what is the standard? The fervent prayer of the righteous. Fervent. So not just prayer, but fervent. Do, do we get the difference? Okay, so you see that by narrowing, so you see that the word of God is made up of laws or the laws of God. So whenever you hear the law, the law, it means the word of God. Amen. Let me read, let's read another scripture. Exodus chapter 18 verse 20. So you see that, mm -hmm. yes, in Exodus chapter 18 verse 20. The reason why we are reading Exodus chapter 18 verse 20 is that you will see that Moses, even though his first five books is called the law, you see that those books is not the law because you see that he referred to the content of the books, not only as law, but as ordinance. Amen. Please Amen. read it for us. Exodus chapter 18, verse 20. Yes. And thou shalt teach them ordinances, the laws, and thou show them the way where, wherein they must walk. So he said, God said, Exodus said, you shall teach them ordinances and law. Laws. The word ordinance stands for commands. Decrease. Decrease what has been... Established, commanded. A degree is fixed. Do you get it? Yes. So you see that in Exodus, he said degrees and what? Law or ordinances and what? Law. Laws. So we are only reading to say that the father is the book of Exodus is not the law. You understand? And not only so, it is clear in Luke chapter 24. We are going to define the law, but I want you to understand. Luke chapter 24, verse 44. Amen. Jesus was talking and he said, everything Moses wrote about. Amen. Amen. The law of Moses, which is, what is the law of Moses? Matthew, I say Matthew, the first five books. Uh -huh. The prophets. Amen. Amen. The prophets. Amen. Amen. Which is what? Isaiah, Zachariah, and the Psalms. Yes. Amen. Remember, when Jesus was saying this, the gospel hasn't come. Yes. It was only these three, the first five books, the prophet and the Psalms. Mm -hmm. And what did Jesus say? Read it for us, please. 
Luke 24, verse 44. Mm -hmm. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spoke, spake unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which are written in the law of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Amen. Note, it has SS. So the law of Moses, which is what? Mat uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. The prophets, Isaiah, Joshua, blah, blah, blah. And the Psalms must be about me, must be fulfilled. So the first five book is not the law. It contains the laws. It is called the law of Moses. You understand? Now, the entire scriptures contains, the entire Bible, as I said, contains what? The law. We'll come to that. But now I just want to, you to understand that when you say the law or the laws, it simply means the word of God. It's just being what? Technical. So last scripture on this. Amen. Matthew, Matthew, chapter 22, 36 to 40. Or you, let's leave that for now. Amen. So all this introduction I'm making is just to show us, amen, that the entire Bible has laws. Amen. So what is the law? What is the law? Amen. The law is simply... The word of God. The word of God also contains the laws of God. Amen. Zechariah chapter 7 verse 12. Zechariah chapter 7 verse 12. Chapter 7 verse 12. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They made their hearts as hard as flint and would not listen to the law or to the words that the Lord Almighty had sent by his spirit through the earlier prophets. So the Lord Almighty was very angry. Amen. So Zachariah was talking, I think it's the last book of the Old Testament, and he said they've made their words so, and they will not listen to the laws that God has sent by the Holy Spirit, by his prophets. So the prophet simply means from Genesis, because Moses was a prophet. Yeah. Not as yeah. from Genesis all the way to John the Baptist. Amen. And even the New Testament. Because remember, the Bible says holy men carried by the Spirit of God were given this to be written down. So the, everything in the Bible, but in content, the law, because this he mentioned the law, is the word of God. The law is the word of God, just like the commands is the word of God, just like the precepts is the word of God, just like the gospel is the word of God, just like the prophets is the word of God, just like the Psalms is, is a word of God. So just like the Torah is the word of God. So the law, when you hear the law of God, it is the word of God. It is given by the Holy Spirit. That is why Jesus said in his own words, Matthew chapter 22 verse 30, 36 to 34. It says the entire commandment summarized the law or the law summarized the entire commandment. Matthew 
Matthew 22, 36 to 34. Matthew 22, mm-hmm. 36. Remember, they ask him, what is the greatest commandment? Amen. Amen. Uh-huh. 36. Mm-hmm. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment of the law? Note, note, what is the greatest commandment of the law? What is the greatest commandment of the Torah? Amen. The first five books. You see, so it means that the first five, the one we call the law, has what? Commandment. Yes. So it is not the law. Do you get it? Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and mm-hmm. with all your soul and with all your mind. Mm-hmm. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Not the word all. So all the laws and the prophet, everything in the prophet, meaning everything that's written in the Bible hang on oh, these two. It's for that too. Amen. So now we are reading this from the angle that so the law is the word of God. The word of God has laws. And what we call the law, the Torah, has commandment, have precepts, have everything. So when you say the law, what do you mean? Do you mean the laws of God or the first five book of Moses? Because the first five book of Moses is a title. The word law simply means title, like how we call the first four books of Jesus, what? The gospel. Just as we call Jeremiah, Isaiah, the prophet. So when somebody say the law, ask, please, what one are you talking about? Are you talking about the Torah, the law, or what? But when you say, no, I'm not talking about the Torah, I'm talking about the law of God. The entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation contains the laws of God. The Torah does not contain only the law of God. It contains the commandment, the precepts. You understand? Okay, so now what is the law? It is simply the word of God. It is an aspect of the word of God, which is a law. Just like an aspect is a command. Just as an aspect is a testimony. For example, when Peter Peter and John was going and they came to the woman in the front of the church and he healed him. That is not a law. That is not a command. But that is what? A testimony. I can testify. It's a testimony what Jesus did through them. That is why now I can also stand with somebody and I say rise and walk. Testify, but God intentionally put it to dead. God, it is a testimony about God. Do, do you get it? But it's not a command, it is not what a law. Do you get it? It's not a precept. But when they beat them after that miracle, they said they did it in the name of Jesus. They said this miracle wasn't done. By us or in our name. In the name of Jesus. Why? Because there's an internal principle that in the by the mention of the name Jesus, the name Jesus has been given power above all name. And that is also a law. 
a law has been made that the name Jesus will overrule every name. That by the name Jesus, you can access him. Do, do, do you get it? So when they beat them and they say, do not preach in this name again. They say, no. What do we do? Do we obey man or God? We will obey God. Because there's a command that we are to obey God alone. Are you getting the difference? Okay. So the law is simply the word of God. So when somebody comes and tells you, we are not under the law, what do you mean by that? Or this is, this is the law. What do you mean by that? Because the Bible has so many laws. Jesus himself said right now that the commands in the law is what uphold everything. Are you getting it? So now the law is the word of God. We read, given by the Holy Spirit himself. All the scriptures in the Bible, including Matthew, Luke, and John, was given by the Spirit. It's not Jesus who wrote Matthew. And the Bible in Zechariah is the same spirit that gave what we call the law and the entire Bible. You understand? So the law is simply the work of God. Now, the Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament is not the law. Or what we call the New Covenant is not the law. What do I mean by that? You hear people when the Bible says in maybe Zachariah or Deuteronomy or Leviticus, you hear them say, oh, this is the Old Testament. The law. I beg you, what is testament? Testament simply means covenant. That's what testament means. It's another word for covenant. A new covenant, a new testament. Testament is an old English word for covenant. In the Bible, Matthew is not a new covenant. Corinthians is not a new covenant. Exodus is not an old covenant or testimony. The word of God is one. He is the beginning and the end. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word is Christ himself. So the fact that Genesis came before Matthew does not mean that one priest. Covenant or testament simply mean the new covenant that God has now made through Christ. It has got nothing to do with the word of God as in connection to the books. In fact, the books, that word testament was in there. We put the New Testament, we put the Old Testament, and we put it just to say that this is before the covenant. The word testament means the covenant, the new covenant. In, you know, in the Bible is made up of full covenant. Christ, before, why would they say a new covenant? For them to say a new covenant, for the Bible to say a new covenant, it means there was an old covenant. There cannot be a new covenant. So what was the covenant? The covenant simply is, we'll read it, because we spent time on this, is when God made 
an agreement, covenant mean legal agreement between him and Abraham that your sons, uh, your children, through your, your seed, the entire world will be what? Blessed. And that was even the second covenant on earth that God made that affect all human beings. The first one was the covenant he made with Noah. I call it the Noahic covenant that he will never destroy the world with flood again. Then when Jesus came, covenant means agreement. So God will not violate it. He said, now through Christ Jesus, anyone, you don't need to be Israel to be saved. Israel by blood. Anyone can be saved. And that was the final covenant. That's why we call it the new covenant. But it has got nothing to do with the law. It has got nothing to do with Genesis. It has got nothing to do with... In fact, when that happened, we haven't written Corinthians. Revelation hasn't been written. So when they say, oh, the law is the old covenant. No, no, no. Yes, by the new covenant, certain things was updated and revoked but those things were not the law or not necessary the law or those that were the law prescribed the bible mentioned it and told us that we don't need those things anymore we come to all that for example first first for the forgiveness of sin you need the blood of animals because without blood there's no remission of sin so that that is that that is listen that that is that is a law. That is a law. That law still remains today. Because without blood, there's no remission of sin. But the status about that law has changed. Before Christ came, you need the blood of animals. Today, you still need blood, but now we, need the, we use the blood of Jesus. So the law is without blood. There's no remission of what? Sin. You still need blood. The difference is now the standard of blood. Now you don't need the blood. That's the status of animals. Now you need the blood of you. How did we know? The same Bible is the one who told us. That's why every day we plead the blood. Do, do you get it? Uh-huh. So even if any of the laws has changed, how do you know? Is the Bible that I will tell you, but we come to all those things. But the point I'm trying to make is so when they say Old Testament, Old Covenant, it has got nothing to do with the law. Old Testament, Old Covenant simply means the new covenant God made for us. And even that one is only connected to the covenant He made with Abraham. Because the Abrahamic covenant has got to do with blood. And now through Christ, just that covenant has been updated. You don't need to be carry the DNA of Abraham. That's why I say now a Jew is not of the flesh, but of the spirit. Please, do, do, do you understand? So when anybody talk about the law, and so that is the law, because that's the scheme of Satan. So, oh, that is the law, the old covenant, oh, old testament. Please, what is old testament? Old Testament simply means that me, that I'm not a direct seed of Abraham. I qualify for everything Abraham. I'm Israel now because of the covenant that Christ made. The new covenant. Because the old one, I didn't qualify. I couldn't be a pastor. Because the old covenant, only Levites. I have to be a Levite. Tribe. Tribe by blood. 
to be a priest. But the new covenant, through Christ, you know, he gave gift to men, some pastors. That's why I qualify. But it has got nothing to do with law. I want you to see it for yourself in the Bible. So the first thing is, when you hear the law, and you hear, oh, that's the Old Testament, that's the covenant, it's a lie. It has got nothing, nothing, nothing. Please, do we get it? Okay, let's read that one. Amen. Uh, should, should we read the Genesis chapter 9, verse 8 to 13? Um, here, I'm just now we are looking at a sub subject that when you hear covenant or New Testament, it has got nothing to do with the law. The law is not a new covenant, it's not an old covenant, it's not a new testament, it's not an old testament. It has got nothing to do with it because what we call the old and new testament from Genesis to Revelation. We have the laws of God in it. Amen. So now I just want to show you that there were other covenants. Amen. So I just want us to look at the Noahic covenant. That's how I call it. Genesis chapter 9, verse 8 to 13, please. Amen. Genesis mm-hmm. chapter 8, verse 9 to 13. Mm-hmm. 8 to 13, sorry. Mm-hmm. Then God said to Noah and his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out. So no, God said now, I'm establishing my covenant Mm. with you. She's not reading the Bible. She's brought the Bible, but she's not reading it. Hmm. Please continue. Show it to take the box for pastor. And with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the There's something about the word, believe me, that if you yourself you read it. Even if you forget it, it sticks. Nobody can lie you. If I tell you, somebody can twist. But if yourself, you read it, and you don't even remember, you can't trace it. It's like, it enters like, I read it. Subconsciously. That's my interest. I can easily put everything on the screen. Which is, even, it makes it more active. But we have to be fed. You understand? Please read it for us. And with every living creature that was with you, Mm -hmm. the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth, I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. So no, this is a specific covenant. What was the covenant? Never again will God kill any living thing with flood. Amen. We call it, I'm cutting short, Nohadic covenant. Yes. So God will not destroy the world with flood like he did. Because covenant means legal agreement. Agreement. Then later, let's jump to Abraham. Genesis chapter 15, verse 18 to 21. He made a covenant with Abraham, which I call what? The Abrahamic what? Covenant. So this are covenant that affect the entire humanity. God do make covenant with individuals. He made a covenant with David. Remember, I say his son will forever be a king in Israel. He made a covenant with covenant of peace with fairness. He does make covenant with people. But this is nationwide, worldwide what? Covenant. So let's read it. Amen. Genesis 15, verse mm-hmm. 18 to 21. Mm-hmm. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said to, and said, to your descendants, I give you this land for the Wadai, 
of Egypt to the great river, the Ephraites, the land of the Canaanites, Canaanites, Cadamites, mm-hmm. Hittites, Perizzites, Rephites, Amorites, Canaanites. Even the way you lower so your voice <laughs> even tells us that there's something wrong. If you should have continued, we wouldn't even sense okay. it. <laughs> It's your voice that we are wondering what's wrong. What's wrong? Oh, my mercy. Just mention it and move on, please. Okay, amen. (laughs) Amorites, Canaanites, Gerashites, and Jebusites. Amen. Amen. So note, in the Genesis we read, amen, God said he will make a covenant with Abraham and give him the whole world. Now read Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. Give him the whole, like, the land. Amen. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. Genesis 17, verse 1. Mm-hmm. When Abram was 99 years old, mm-hmm. the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Mm-hmm. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Just the one. That's just the now one. Now read the 4 to 5. 4 to 5. So the reason why I read the one, I want to, you to understand when he was old, God appeared to him. Eh? Amen. Mm-hmm. 4 to 5. Mm-hmm. As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. Amen. Amen. So note, God made a covenant with Abraham to make him what? The father of many nations. Note, not many people. Not many tribes, but nations. Nations. So you see, this is what we call the Abrahamic covenant. And those nations became what? Started being what? Israel. Remember, 99 years, he was childless. Okay, read the 7 to 8 for me. Amen. 7 to 8. Yeah. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. So note, this covenant with Abraham will be between Abraham and his descendant. It's everlasting. So not with all humanity. So it started with Abraham and his descendant. So if you were not descendant, blood of Abraham, this covenant, you didn't qualify. You didn't qualify. But it was the same God. God has started. So later, God had to make a new covenant that everyone would qualify. That is when Jesus came. Let's read Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6 to 13. So when we say new covenant, it's just the new covenant that God made to update the old covenant he made with Abraham that all will qualify. So the word covenant, when you hear New Testament, Old Testament, all it means that the Old Testament was the testament God made with only Abraham and his descendants. And the new one is Christ updated it for every humanity. It has got nothing to do with the law. It has got nothing to do with Genesis, Leviticus. It has got nothing to do with Revelation. Please read it for us. Amen. Hebrews chapter 6, mm-hmm. verse Hebrews six. chapter 8, verse oh, 6 to 13, please. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. 8, verse mm-hmm. 6 to 13. Hebrews 8, verse 6 to 13. But in fact, the ministry of Jesus was received has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant which is which is he which he is mediator is superior to the old one so as he said the ministry of jesus has received a covenant that is superior to, to what the, the old, old one. one 
We've already read the old one, the Abrahamic one. Eh? Since the new covenant is established on better promises. Why is the new covenant superior than the old one? Because it has better promises. What are the promises? Continue to read. Amen. Mm -hmm. For if there has been nothing wrong with the first covenant, no mm -hmm. place would have been sought for another. Mm -hmm. But God found fault with the people and said... The days are coming, declares the Lord, mm -hmm. when I will make a new covenant mm -hmm. with the people of Israel mm -hmm. and with the people of Judah. Mm -hmm. It will not be like the covenant I made with your ancestors. The Abraham one. Uh -huh. When I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, mm -hmm. because they did not remain faithful to my covenant and turned away from them, declares the Lord. Mm -hmm. This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel. Mm -hmm. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds mm -hmm. and write them on their hearts. Mm -hmm. I will be their God and they will be my people. Mm -hmm. No longer will they teach their neighbor or mm -hmm. say to one another, know the Lord because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest. For I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. By calling this covenant new, he has made them the first one obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. Amen. Amen. So this new covenant of Christ made what? The old one what? Which is the Abrahamic covenant yes. new. But then read it, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Or let's read them in Christ's own words. Matthew chapter 26, verse 27 to 28. You see that this is the covenant we just read. Amen. Amen. I just want you to hear that when you hear the word covenant or testimony, uh, testament, it means nothing to do with the law. Because mm -hmm. that is the main trick of the enemy. You hear, oh, this is an old covenant. The law is an old covenant. The law has got nothing to do with If you say the law, please, what law do you mean? Yes. You mean the Torah, the five books, or you mean the laws of God? So which specific law are you talking about? You understand? Read it for us, please. Matthew 26. Mm -hmm. verse, verse 27 to 28. Verse 27 to 28. Uh-huh. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of, from this fruit of the vine from now on until, the, until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Amen. Amen. So note, the, the new covenant is a covenant for the forgiveness of sin for what? Many, not only Israel. Yes. This is the covenant Hebrew was talking about. Please, you understand? And 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 24 to 26, summarizes it beautifully. Because I'm not looking at covenant, I'm not going deep into the covenant part. You need to understand the covenant and realize that it has got nothing to do with the law. Amen. Old or New Testament has got nothing to do with the books of the Bible. Yeah. It simply means a New Testament, a new covenant, which simply means blood. The Christ shed his blood. Amen. So that now, even though I'm not a direct son of Abraham, I'm also a seed of Abraham. Even though I'm not a direct son of Jacob, Israel. Because when you trace them, you can't trace me. Amen. But through Christ, now I'm also a Jew. Amen. That's the covenant. Please, do you get it? Yes. So that's all it means. How can he do with the law? Amen. Please read it for us. First Corinthians chapter 11, 24 to 26. Chapter 11, 24 to 26. Mm -hmm. 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. New for covenant. Amen. So the new covenant is through Christ. It's for all. All who shall call on the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. Christ gave gift to men. That's why today I'm a what? Pastor. Pastor. Amen. Even though I'm not a Levite by blood. <laughs> Do you get it? Yeah. Even though I don't have Hebrew culture. Or people don't have blue culture. They are prophet of God. Yes. Because there's a new covenant. Yes. That now you don't need to be a Levite to be priest. You don't need to be an Israel to be a prophet of God. All that shall call on the name of Jesus shall be what? Save. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So that whosoever, whosoever... First, it was Abraham. Amen. So the word covenant simply, simply has got nothing to do with the law. Whether the law you mean the Torah or the laws in the Bible. When you say, oh, this is Old Testament. What do you mean by Old Testament? The only thing that is Old Testament is the testament God had with Abraham. Which was the blessing for him and his seed. But Christ, as we read in Hebrews, made a new testament. Therefore, the old one is absolute. So when you hear the word testament, when you read the word testament, when you open your Bible, eh? when you any good Bible, oh, I shouldn't say that. Okay, I won't say that. <laughs> you see, when you open your Bible and you see the word Old Testament there, even though it's there, in fact, I'll say that. It has misled people. But it's not meant or they did not intend that it will mislead you. Or maybe perhaps they were trying to show is that this came before the New Testament. But it doesn't mean Genesis is an Old Testament. No. Then we don't need to honor our father and our mother because it was in Genesis. Isn't it? No, it was in Genesis. Then we, we, don't, we have to be stealing because that shall not steal. No, it's in Genesis. So if you mean Old Testament, the law is absolute, then you are saying we should steal. Isn't it? Isn't it Leviticus that says, don't sleep with your neighbor's wife? So if you say Leviticus is absolute because it's Old Testament, then you are saying we can sleep with our neighbor's wife. So the Old word Testament, even though you see it in your Bible, doesn't mean Genesis is an Old Testament. No. It simply means the Testament, the covenant. Please, do you get it? It has got nothing to do with Genesis, Exodus, the book of Psalms, Jeremiah, Isaiah. No, no, no. New Testament has got nothing to do with Matthew, Mark, Luke. When Jesus was here, he didn't preach Matthew, Mark, Luke. How did he? When Peter was preaching, there was no Matthew, Mark, Luke. But he preached to them Christ. They received Christ. What did he use? What we call the Old Testament. But it's an, I don't call it the Old Testament but for teaching sake. Because, you see, we read Jesus himself said, The prophets, the Psalms, and the Lord Moses wrote about me. 
So you don't even need, need what we call the New Testament to find Christ. Yeah, all the people that found Christ in the Bible didn't have what we call the New Testament. Yeah, remember, it was after they have found Christ, then he wrote them the Corinthians, he wrote the epistle to them. Then he wrote the epistle after they have found Christ. He wrote the epistle to, uh, uh, to what was that? That mentioned some for me. Ephesians, to the people of Ephesians. You see, it is after they have found Christ and they are working the miracle of Christ, then they wrote the acts of the apostle, the work the apostle did. Read Luke. It is after they have found Christ, he was giving account to what Christ did. So you see that I say, my dear uh, Theophilus, this is the account of Christ. So testament simply means the new testament. That even though by blood I'm not Israel, today I qualify for everything. All the promises of Abraham belongs to me. I'm entitled. That's all it means. It has got nothing to do with the law. It has got nothing to do with the law. Genesis has got nothing. So first time, when somebody says, this is the law, this is Old Testament, I say, please, what do you mean by that? You mean the Torah what? Because these days people say A, but they mean B. Yeah. They say B. So what, what do you mean? Yeah. You understand? Yeah. The second thing you have to know about the Bible is that the law, which I've mentioned, but I'm going to be more specific. Now, the law, uh, the law, yeah. what, what they call the Old Testament, or our Bible have written the Old Testament. Yeah. It's not the law. Genesis is not the law. Leviticus is not the law. First Kings is not the law. Genesis is not the law. The Bible is not the law. But the Bible contains the laws of God. And the first five books of the Bible, we call it the law, the Torah. But it doesn't mean it is law. It also the commands, the precepts, the status of God. We, we call it the law just like we group uh, the, the books of Isaiah, Ezekiel, we call it the prophet. Just like we call the book of David. You know, and Asa, you know the Psalms was written by Asa as well. The Psalms. You understand? So, Genesis is not the law. Even though we call the, the five, that five, the law, the Torah, but it's not the law. It contains the laws. But every book in the Bible contains the laws of God. It's very important. So you cannot tell me that the law, we are not more under the law. Which law are we no more under? That, no, it's true. Which law? Which law are we no more and that. That's the first thing you have to ask the person. Because based on what you say is what will make sense. Because there are certain laws we are no more under. Like one of the laws. It was only a Levite can be a priest. But we are no more under because now Christ through the new covenant we've read. Bible says when he ascended he gave gift to men. He said now we are a nation of priesthood. And you ordain some as pastors, teachers, apostles. So you see that because the law is fixed, so you see that it's been upgraded. There will always be Levites. 
there must be pastors. But now, now, you can become one through Christ. Not only through being a blood-related Levite. Do you get the difference? So if you say, the laws have changed. Or we are under, we are no more under the law. Which one? But we'll come there. But let's read this now. We just want to know that all the books in the Bible, or what we call the Old Testament, is not the law. Because the second scheme of the enemies, oh, when you read the scripture, that convicts. So that is the law. We are are no more under the law. We are under the grace. That's the Old Testament. Let's read it, please. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1 to 2. The reason why we are reading this, you see that Moses called what we call, or what the enemy called the laws. You see that Moses himself called it the status and the commands of God. So it means that what? That is not the law. Amen. Mm-hmm. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1 to 2. Mm-hmm. Moses summoned all Israel and said, Hear Israel, the decrees and laws I declare in hearing today. I can't even hear you. Put it's on. Increase your mic. Put your <coughs> mic on your mouth well, please. Uh-huh. Position it well. This, You see man. the difference? Uh-huh. Online, mercy. Uh-huh. Go on. Forgive me. Moses summoned all Israel and said, Hear Israel, the decrees and laws I declare in hearing today. So note, he summoned all Israel. Did you finish reading it? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Learn them and be sure to follow them. The Lord our God made a covenant with us at Horeb. Amen. Amen. So it says, hear the decree and the Lord. The word decree means commands. So the ex, the what Jesus, uh, Moses was going to say in Exodus was not only what? The laws. It was also the commands. So you can't tell me Exodus is the law. No, no, no. It is grouped under the heading of law. Just like Matthew, Mark, Luke is grouped under the heading of gospel. But it is the word of God which contains laws of God. But not only laws, but the commands of God. Read another one, the same Deuteronomy chapter 6 for us, please. 6 verse 2. Amen. 6 verse 2. Now these are the commandments the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that ye might do them in the land whether... So note, it said these are what? The commandments, the statutes and the the laws, the judgment and the laws that God commands you. So you see that Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, this was Moses talking. He's saying that it contains the laws, the judgment, the statutes and the commandment of God. So you can't say Genesis is the law. You can't say Leviticus is the law, even though it contains the laws of God. But it does not only contain the laws of God. It contains what? The, the statutes, the commandment, and the judgment of Amen. God. Amen. The judgment of God is the decision God makes. Yes. So there are a lot of things you don't need to pray and ask God, what should I do? He has already ruled. The judgment is there. You just have to obey it. Yeah. What is one of the judgments of God? Suffer a witch not to live. Yeah. So you cannot play with witch. You cannot play with witch. Yeah. 
when you, hear, you see any scripture, I say, curse is he who does this. It's the judgment of God. He has judged the case. <laughs> you, can you bless what God has cursed? <laughs> Do you get it? So all is there. That's why we, we still study the word. That's why, if, especially if you're a worker and you're close, it's like every now and then new instructions is coming. Because like every now and then we are seeing more things. We are growing in the Lord. Amen. So I'm trying to say that, no, too. What's, we read Exodus. So. Isn't Exodus what we read? Sorry, we read Deuteronomy, but it's mentioned. It said, this, it said what I'm, I'm giving you are what? Status, judgment, commandment, instructions, laws of God. So you can't say it's Old Testament and it has the law. When you hear that, either the person is ignorant or the person is speaking demonic language without knowing. Or the person is an agent come to confuse you. Or the, or the enemy has come against you using the person. Because it's the easier way for the one who is obeying the word for, to give you a subtle excuse to stop obeying the word. Amen. Final thing on this. Amen. Also, the law of God is spread throughout the entire Bible, right from Genesis to what? Revelation. Amen. Right from where? Genesis to what? Revelation. Amen. Look at what Christ said, Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 to 18. Or, you know what? For understanding's sake, let's read the Matthew. We've read it, Matthew chapter 23. Yeah, Matthew chapter 23. Remember, we've read it, but I want us to read it again because we are looking at it from a different angle. Amen. Amen. Or Matthew chapter 22, rather, 36 to 40. 22, 36 to 40. Matthew chapter 22, 36 to 40. Mm -hmm. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. So note, he said, which is, wait, Jesus, which is the greatest commandment in the Torah? So the Torah has what? Commandments. So Amen. the Torah are the first five books. Now let's read the mighty 20, um, mighty chapter 5, verse 17 to 8. Look at what Jesus said. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 to 18. Mm -hmm. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. So remember, Amen. when Jesus came, we didn't have anything like the gospel. The, this, all we had is the law, the prophet. And, and so he hasn't come to abolish it, to what? Fulfill it, meaning to be established. Yes. You understand? So what does that mean? It means that anything that came after Jesus is a fulfillment of the law. Yes. Amen. So it's from Genesis to Revelation. We have the laws. Please, are we getting it? Yes. Did you want me to read the 18? You, you feel like we should read it? Yes, you said then 17 read it, to 18. You see, many, many, if a law change, the law will tell you that the law has changed. Yes, that's right. It's true. Yeah, you can't change a law. The law will tell you that the law had what? Change. If the law changed. So if the law hasn't changed, you can't say it's changed. 
So if you tell me that this, we are no more under that law, show me. Yeah. Because, you see, I, do, I, don't, I don't bring chicken here. I've never brought chicken or animal here. Even though there's an author of God. Because the law has told me that that law has changed. Yes, amen. But every day I plead the blood here. Even this morning, we've plead the blood. Amen. Yeah, before I came, I said, Lord, the blood. Amen. You know, we wipe the sin. We cover it. Amen. The blood, the blood. Amen. Because the blood is still demanded. Amen. You, please, you understand. Okay, read the 18. Is it 18? Yes, Matthew 5, 18. Mm-hmm. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter nor the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything Note, is from accomplished. from the law, the Torah. Yes. Until everything is established. Yes. So when Jesus was talking, most have not even been established. Because remember we read in Genesis that there will be a fulfillment of a new covenant. By that time, Jesus hasn't died to bring it about. Yeah, and he shall pour forth his spirit on all flesh. Those days, it was only prophet. So all we were, they were experienced in act or was coming from the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. So today, today, the main teaching today is very simple. The main teaching is for you to know that whenever you hear the law, it means two things. Do you mean the title for the first five books of Moses, just like we call the first four books of what we call the New Testament, what? The gospel. Yeah. Or you mean the laws of God. If you mean the laws of God, please, what law are you talking about? Please, do you get it? So don't tell me that we are no more under the law. What law are we no more under the law? Because the law is the word of God. For you to say we are no more under the law, it's just like saying we are no more under the commands of God. That's exactly what you are saying. It's just like you are saying that we are no more under the status of God. Because the laws of God are eternal. No, they are eternal. You see, today, today, people can still acquire citizens in this country by marriage. Still, there's a law that if you marry a citizen, true that you can become a citizen. But this law is not the same as it was 10 years ago. It's been updated. And the law that was is the law that updated. I can pinpoint it clearly. I can show you from the law that made the law. Please, do you understand? I don't know for now. I think years ago, 20 years ago, I think when you marry a British citizen, three years, you can also become a citizen. I don't know for now. Now, I learned it's 10 years or, or something. Yeah. 20 years ago, I think two years they give you indefinite, one year become a citizen. Now, here they give you two, two years or five, five years. I'm not sure. And 10 years before. I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is that the law has been updated, but it's the law that updates the law. And it's clear. We, what this thing I'm saying, if I should type right now, home office itself will bring it. You can read it clear. You will not be confused. So what are we under no more? Where, show it to me in the Bible. It's, it's that simple. 
Tithe is the Old Testament. Please show me the scripture that says the Old Testament. You just show it to me. What is Old Testament? How can tithe be Old Testament? What is Old Testament? It's just the agreement, the covenant. That's all it means. How can tithe be connected to Old Testament? Testament simply means the agreement, the covenant. So the testament you are talking, I'm talking about the one that Noah made with God or the one that Abraham made with God. Because these are the only two testaments that affect the world, had worldwide implication. The testament with David don't have worldwide implication. And if you are talking about that one, it has got nothing to do with tithe. Jesus just told us, we just read that, he has made a new covenant. And it's all about we becoming part of Christ. We becoming Israel. And sharing in it. That's all it's about. <laughs> you, 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 please, you, you understand. What has grace got to do with the law? You understand? So today, that's all. Next week, we continue. So we have the law, the Torah, and we have the laws of God. Yes, some of the laws have changed. I mentioned one. But next, we are going to look at it. But you cannot just say, and if you allow anyone just to tell you, oh, it's the law, we are no more under, the enemy will get you. Believe me, that is his main weapon. He will give you an excuse in your heart, subtle, and you fall to it, and you stop obeying, and that will be your end. Because the reason why I mean by will be your end, God cannot continue with you if you are living in what? obedience. You see, there's a place in Leviticus, he will tell you, do not mix cotton with lint. He will tell you, do not plant two different seeds. He will tell you, do not breed this and this. In other words, all he's saying that, no mixture. Don't mix things. You see, so you cannot mix, for example, salvation with healing. You cannot mix prosperity with salvation. Yeah, yeah, that's why I say, what shall I profit a man if he gains the whole world lose it? So you can gain, you can prosper, but lose your salvation. <laughs> you can't mix it. You cannot assume because you are doing well, it means you are saved. Do you get it? You cannot mix marriage with salvation or your love for God. Some people love God but hate human beings. But Jesus says it's not impossible. But you don't see God. So it's either say, oh God, I love you, God, I love you, God, I love you, God. I love you. Everybody will love the one who doesn't bother them. But real love is to love the unlovable. It's in the Bible. That is when we know whether you love or not. That's why if you are dead somebody and he's far, oh, you can easily love them. See, if you are dating far, you've not stayed together before, and you struggle, it's not a good sign. Because it should be easier. You are not in each other's space. Uh-huh. You are not in each other's space. So, now know the law. Today, just know the law. Understand the law. It has got nothing to do with the books of the Bible. It has got nothing to do with the covenant or the old word, testament. From Genesis to Revelation, you find the laws of God in it. The law of God is the word of God. If you forget anything, don't forget Zachariah. Remember we read Zachariah that said, the Holy Spirit gave them what? The law. Zachariah chapter 7, verse 12. 
the law has got nothing to do with grace. Because grace itself is grace. But we look at the law and grace. We look at the law and righteousness, all those things. But now just, just know that. It's that simple. I think we will close it here today. Please, do you understand? Have you been blessed? Uh, yeah. The law is the word of God. The word of God has laws. Yeah, it has a lot of laws. Yeah, it has a lot of laws. Genesis. We we'll look at all. Most. Jesus spoke about most of the laws. I can show you one right now. Uh, should I? Okay, last scripture. She said I should. Okay. I'll show you one that Jesus spoke about the laws himself in the, in the new, what we call the New Testament. And you, you will see that he was saying that we should obey it. Amen. So I'm just saying this to show that it is throughout the Bible. Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. Amen. Mm. So when you hear the law, it has got nothing to do with Genesis or Revelation or he, uh, Hebrew, the book of Hebrew or First Corinthians. Amen. <laughs> Matthew twenty-three, twenty-three. Yeah. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! Mm -hmm. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, mm -hmm. but you have neglected the more important matters of the law. Justice. No, it's more important matters of, of the, the law. law. Uh -huh. Justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Mm -hmm. You should have practiced in the latter without neglecting the former. Amen. So Jesus said, hey, you teachers, you pastors that you are teaching people about the law. You've neglected the most important things in the law. And he said, you are meant to practice and the, the things you are teaching them, but not neglect the most important things. Amen. So Jesus was saying, yes. you are to obey. Amen. The important matters of the law. Oh, so why can't you just say we are not under the law? Yes, like yes. Please. And when he used the word law, he meant the word of God. He meant the Torah down. That's what he meant because the entire Bible has the word of God. So just Matthew, when we read Matthew 23, 23, what is it telling you? It's telling you to practice the matters of the law and also the most important matters. <laughs> so that's why I say you find the laws of God in every book of the Bible so it has got nothing to do with God's laws is what governs the heavens why, why would we be judged why would Satan be judged because there's an eternal Lord that everyone will be judged you see, on that day we all stand stand in the throne, white throne before God, and we shall give, each one will give account unto the law. Unto the law. What, the things he did in the flesh. It's an eternal Lord. Like death. Death is a law. It's a law. It is appointed unto man. Death. Meaning, appointment means every man will keep it. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's the one thing that one can guarantee we all experience. Because it's an appointment. It's appointed. means a time has been set. When your time comes, you go. You won't miss it. So that is a law. No human is eternal. And when you die, it's not the end. When you die, what is the law? Judgment. So that is the law. So you can't do anything about it. You face judgment. So it's a law. And this thing is not in Genesis 
or what we call the Old Testament. It's what we call the New Testament. The scripture I just quoted. <laughs> and that is a law. It, law means they are fixed. You can't do anything about it, whether you understand it or not. No, no, no. You see, it's a law. Command is what you are to do. But the law is, there's an appointment for everyone. Church, you've heard the word of God. I just want you to rise up and pray regarding the word of God you have heard. Pray regarding it. Pray regarding it. Pray and tell God she help you. Mama, tell God that any revelation, any insight that he's bringing, any good because of this word, may he make it known to you. May he show it to you. We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.